again to another episode of the Horizon Roundtable. I am Bob McDonald. Normally, Matt Dudek, who you would find on Twitter at Horizon Matt, would be joining us, but he is not today. Uh, but you can always find us on the web at horizonroundtable.com. You can find links to all of our social sites and where you can find us where podcasts are available at horizonroundtable.com slash subscribe. Become a patron, patreon.com slash horizonroundtable. And Horizon Gonna Horizon. You know what? That's just the title, going to be the title of the podcast. We're just going to get that out of the way right now. Um, and joining me today, uh, it's funny – Scott Meyer, we've been we've had uh, writing for us for uh, with for Robert Morris for probably around two years now. Haven't had an opportunity to get him on, but this week is different. So Scott, welcome, and yeah. thanks at long last for joining us. Howdy, how is everyone? Well, it's just me, so <laughs> I don't uh... know. I'm it. I'm a Cleveland sports fan. Tell oh, ask boy. me again. Oh, well, Mother Nature uh, spared me at least uh, some anger for 24 hours, maybe longer. We'll see. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, Yeah, so if you're anybody who's listening to this a little later on this week, um, Scott's mood might be changed for depending upon the outcome of the uh, other wild card game. But uh, so... I know why you wanted to come on, and yep. it seems funny because of the game that happened after the one you witnessed on Wednesday, again, with Robert Morris and Wright State, where Robert Morris basically just kind of phoned it in and lost by, like, 20-something. They, they yeah. 26, they dropped, like, yep. 25 or 26, they dropped a, Wright State dropped 101 on them. Um, yep. Yeah, that was fun. Um, and then, of course... Right, Robert Morris turns around and upsets Purdue Fort Wayne in the most you know dramatic way possible with Marquis Hastings hitting a three point shot at the end of the game and of overtime to win it. Sports mm-hmm. Center number one play that night. So I can tell you're probably having a mix of emotions right now. Um, but you have the floor, sir. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, I'd say mixed emotions is a good way to put it. Um, you know, uh, for for folks that don't know, I've got pretty deep ties, and, and you know this, Bob. I've got pretty deep ties to the school. Uh, you know, obviously, I went there. I was a student manager for three years uh, for two different head coaches, one of which Tool was the main assistant on, who uh, leads Robert Morris right now. Um, so I kind of, I feel like I look at the program through a different set of, of lenses than most, um, just because, you know, yeah, I didn't play, I was a student manager, but, um, someone who was actually at the game on Friday night that they honored, uh, you know, it's folks like that, that kind of made me keep my, my deep ties to the program. They, they made really? me feel, yeah, it was, uh, it was, yeah. he was on at the halftime. Yeah. 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 The, uh. You know, folks like him, Jeremy Chappelle, AJ Jackson, a lot of those guys are the reason that I still have the deep ties because they they made us feel uh, part of the team, part of the pro. They they made us feel like our role was important. And, you know, just to quickly touch on a little bit of where I'm coming from on Robert Morris, you know, one thing I always state 
um, to every college freshman is if I could recommend something to you, it's get involved in athletics one way or another. Um, and that's partly, I think, why I'm still very, very angry. Uh, Friday night was great. Yeah, you know, it's we've, we've seen this with the them. For the butt. Yep, and, and it came quick because we've seen this, Bob. I mean, they've been in the Horizon League for four years now. Uh, that COVID year yes, really just kind of year, threw everything. Year, this is now year four. Yeah, I believe. Yeah. And I, I yeah, you four, yeah. N- no offense, <clears throat> no offense to the NEC, but that's where we were when I was a student manager there. Um, th- it's Division One, but honestly, Bob, it's elevated high school ball. It, it, it's nothing more than that. You can you can survive in that league with one one dude on your team, um, and I think Robert Morris got by like that for a while um it appeared so because they were doing yeah. very very well at that level yeah i mean tool i think so we my first year as a student manager we got upset um in the quarterfinals which i honestly going thinking back to that year that was one of those seasons where i think everybody was just glad for it to be over um mark schmidt who is now, I think, still at St. Bonnie. Um, oh, he, was, uh, he, he was... He uh, was... <laughs> I'll keep my, my thoughts to him um, to myself. Um, <laughs> but that that was kind of a season where I think it... You know, that was right before Mike Rice came in. And um, Mike Rice changed... Before Rutgers. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I feel like yeah. you have to disclaimer yeah. that now. Yeah. It's crazy. He was, he was wild, but I will tell you, there was not a dude that would go to bat for his dudes more than that guy. On the floor, he went at it with us. As man, He kicked me and three managers, Bob, out of practice because somebody didn't watch the floor. I totally believe that. Booted us. He told the Coke dude. Because they were delivering, we had vending machines in the old gym, which the UPMC event centers, the Sewell Center, just remodeled. And it was wintertime. Half our team was sick. The Coke guy came in to fill the machine, and he left the garage door open. And Rice went up to the dude and told him if he didn't shut the damn door, he was switching to Pepsi. That's the kind of dude he was. That's the dude he was. But... He changed Robert Morris basketball. He changed the whole culture. And Tool was there for all of it. And right now, like I said, Friday night was great. But, Bob, we've seen this. How many times did they pull some of these out of their, their rear end only to turn around and give up 150 to Wright State? And it's like you're watching, uh, you know, NBA street out there where somebody's putting up 60 yep. some percent shooting and you got five guys on the floor that are I'm, me I'm guys. I'm, I'm with, I'm with it. I'm doing the NBA jam stuff. You know? Yeah. I'm, I'm way yeah. older than that. Yeah. I mean, that's, you're not, that's wrong. Where, you're not wrong. That's where my frustration. And, and you know, I've had my, my dad is a, an alum. My, th- my two uncles are an alum and my aunt is an alum. 
we've got deep Bobby Mo ties. And I've got a sparkly ring upstairs that says 2009 NEC champion. I know where this program was. I know who changed this culture. And Tool was there for some of it. And I just, watching so many of these games, it's, it's there because, well, Friday night, it's there. They yeah. led at halftime. They kept, right, they, they kept Purdue Fort Wayne at arm's length, and they stunned them at the end. And I've had some – I'm in a group chat on, on Twitter X or Bird or whatever it is now um, <laughs> with some, some, some guys that were there when I was there and some younger guys. And they've asked me about, do I think the holiday travels affected some of this? And, you know, one thing I've been asked is about Tool. And do I think it's time for Tool to go? Um, for those of you that don't know, he's been there as on the staff for 17 years. Yeah. He doesn't look like he's even 20, even now he does. Cause he's got some gray hair. Cause he's got a few kids and, and a wife and, um, everything now. So he's, you know, obviously yeah, I, the gray hair threw me off because I didn't realize yeah. I was older than Andy tool. I, yeah. I, and and I, 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 I just now have gray hair coming in. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he and, and you know knowing him personally, heck, his his wife is the recruiter for my uncle's department at Dick's Sporting Goods. So you know I've got both sides. I, I know the personal side of Tool and I know the basketball side of Tool. And something I've been asked a lot is, "What's wrong? Is it time for a change?" I I don't know. I I don't think so because obviously it's something is there. I think. Part of the problem is with RMU Athletics itself. That school, I don't know if you if you've been to to Moon or or have been to the school at all, but it's a it's a fairly heavy commuter school, at least when I was there, and I'm pretty sure it still is. Um, I just don't see the 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 love and the tie-in from the community, the tie-in from the student body is not there. And it was when I was there because Bob, we, we would, the lacrosse team, the hockey team, the girls lacrosse team, youth basketball players from move would come to the soul center. And there we would, we would pack that place on Thursdays and Saturday nights. I mean, it was, it was fun. Now you could count how many dudes are there on, on, you wouldn't even need past your, your middle finger on your right hand. It's just, I think that's where a lot of the problems start. The athletic department knew they had to go up in level, but I don't know if they were ready because that's, I think that's, that's where it starts. It is, it, are there problems with, with the staff and, and recruiting? Yes. It's just college sports. Now, if they get somebody worth a darn, they're going to leave. And go to a bigger school. It's happened to Tool, you know, a dozen times or so. Mm-hmm. And yep. it's just it's watching them. You, it's ironic you mentioned this. Yeah, it's ironic you mentioned this, considering Cleveland State is now running, having this exact same situation happen. Scott Garrett. We actually did not mention this last week. I can't believe we didn't. Scott Garrett is uh, leaving his athletic director at Cleveland State, and he's going to Wake Forest. Um, mm. You kind of knew that was going to happen, but you know nothing prepares mm. for 
obviously. Yeah. Um, but I, I understand your conflict. I understand your conflict. You know, you, you have a personal connection with AD tool and that makes this kind of whole thought process as to, is it time for, are we really at a point where Robert Morris needs to think about making a change? Yeah. It's a difficult decision. Mm-hmm. A decision, incidentally, that is not unique to the Horizon League. We run into the yeah. or look at look at IUPUI, or I don't know. It's, you're Robert. You're a Robert Morris guy. I don't know if you want to look at IUPUI at the moment. Yeah. Although last week you did with that forty point drubbing. Yeah. You guys took two, years of, you got two years of frustration on those guys. Yeah, but yeah. but to your point, you know Matt Crenshaw. Uh, we've had him on the podcast. Great guy. But it's just not happening. And to your point, um, it's funny because we have so many examples of that. We're, we don't have any kind of conflict with Detroit Mercy. Mike Davis just is kind of done. Oh, <laughs> by the way, you guys played that. Uh, by the way, keep you guys. Yeah. By the way, Robert Morris plays Detroit Mercy. Um, I feel I, I feel the trepidation, I'm sure. Um, I'm sure you're feeling a little bit of trepidation considering how things have gone over the last three years. Yeah. Um, yeah. Although I yeah. have to say, I, I do have to say with with even though, especially the way uh, the, the Northern Kentucky played, uh, the, the Robert uh, uh, Troy Mercy played Robert uh, the, uh, Northern Kentucky. We'll all talk about that a little later because um, it pisses me off that that's exactly <laughs> what's going on there. Um, yeah, they got all their pe- they got a bunch of people back, and then all of a sudden they're. Oh, hanging with Robert, uh, hanging with uh, Northern Kentucky. I'm like, oh, great. No kidding. Knew that was going to happen. Can't <laughs> imagine why. But no, I, yeah. get, I get your, I get your, I, I get it. And I, I think we may be, um, it, it just seems to me, given the way things have gone and conversely, and we're going to talk about this, I'm going to talk about this a little later. The way that, Sonny Wicks has turned turned around Green Bay as quickly as he has. They're in a tie for first place. Um, yeah. In the Horizon League, a team that the official Horizon League poll picked to finish last, which and we didn't do any better. I think we picked them in fifth ninth. Is now yeah. in a first place tie with Oakland, and you see, the and, and you've seen it before. You saw with Cleveland State and Dennis Gates what he yeah. did. That year of that turnaround, you look at that juxtaposed to, I got to admit, three teams. Three teams, Robert Morris, Detroit Mercy, and IUPUI. All three of those schools are, I really think, they really look like schools that are going to be looking for a head coach next year. They really do. Now, will that actually happen? Who's to say? But it is definitely trending in that direction. And there obviously are some, there are some, I'm sure there are some, you know, extenuating circumstances. There may be, you know, a little bit more grace in some ways, or maybe they just don't want to buy the, uh, you know, they they don't want to pay the buyout looking at you, Detroit Mercy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, we're at a point where we have three Horizon League teams that I absolutely think will be uh, at a minimum will be looking for at a minimum will be looking for head coaches next year, and yeah. then I think there may be one or two other head coaches in this league who, um, 
maybe uh, finding places else to go because they've done so well. Yeah. But that's yeah, really, I, I, understand, I understand. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. So. Yeah, it, no, that's kind of where we thought Pool was. I mean, remember he was. They went. Gosh, I think his first five years as head coach, they went to the title game. Yeah. Like four of them. They yeah. beat, um, obviously, you know, I, I'll say this extra loud because she's upstairs, but they whooped, uh, not whooped, but they took care of the uh, local flavor here where I live, uh, the Wildcats of Kentucky. Um, and after <laughs> that, he was probably. I know what you're saying. You had to say that a little loud. I had to, you know, I had to, because we weren't even married at the time. Uh, we were just engaged and we watched it together with my Robert Morris alum father. Um, but, you know, thinking back then, Tool was probably one of the hotter names at that level. Um, and yeah. everybody thought he would go to Penn where he played um, or somewhere back close to where he's from in, in the Jersey Northeast area. And, it's just it, there's. I don't think. And I did. I mean, I do see. I, I. I. To your point, I do. I do see him. I. I don't see this being the end of the road for him right. by any stretch of the imagination. Um. Do I see him at maybe an assistance job? Yes. Do I see him at another NEC job? Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. But we're also counting our chickens before we hatch. We have no idea if Robert Morris is going to pull the trigger on this at, at all. Um, I, I don't. Think if things they will. keep going the way yeah. they do, it's it's probably going to be more likely than right. not that that's the case. Same be same. Obviously, the same being with both IUPUI and you know Detroit Mercy as well, right. because those two teams are somehow even in even in a worse situation. Keep in mind that at least with, at least in Robert Morris's case, they can. You see the potential there. You see. You do. We've seen that's it over the years. I mean. For for as for as weird as for as 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 embarrassing, let's be, I mean let's call it what it is. As embarrassing as the losses they had against IUPUI, an IUPUI team mm-hmm. that had six players, by the way, no, yeah. five players at that moment. Oh, was it six or five? I don't remember. Yeah, for six players, they had six guys, mm-hmm. and they beat Robert Boris by ten. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, as bad as that is. And as bad as the, the IUPUI situation was last year, and they still beat Robert Morris, Robert Morris then yeah. turns around and beats Youngstown State. That game that Robert Morris beat Youngstown State, that uh, didn't stop Youngstown State from getting the outright uh, regular season title, but it sure slowed them down a little bit. Mm-hmm. And you're talking yeah. about a Youngstown State team that has – a Youngstown State team last year that was – Arguably, the be- it certainly was the best Youngstown State team that they have had in, in their di- history of Division One, and almost one of the best they've had ever in their history. And Robert Morris turns around. Uh, Robert Morris beats that team. So I see the I, I see where their the potential is. It's just it we don't see it anywhere near enough. We just right. don't. Consistency is just the not there. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the problem. And I think that's going to be, and I think at the end of the day, that is going to be, that's going to be the end game right there. That's it. Yeah. I, I, I think, you know, yeah. 
Yeah. I think my that's what my only hope is that whoever anybody any team who gets anybody any team who fires their coach, please <clears throat> could you all any of any of you please consider hiring your replacements before April seventh. After April seventh, yeah. I'm not gonna care. Yeah. Yeah, before it, April seventh, I'm on board. After April seventh, it's just gonna care. be another day for me where I'm gonna look up and say, Oh, somebody is in yeah, like like basically any other time. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, that's where we're at. I'm curious to see. You know, I, I know Chris King a little bit, the the AD. Um, obviously, they've had a rocky road with the the president. I won't even get into any of that because the what a dumbass that guy was. Oh, what Unbelievable. a I, I, let me let me tell you. I mean, I don't know anything about. I don't know a lot of. I don't know a lot about Robert Morris as a, as a school, but to to basically go over the AD's head and say, oh, we're going to get rid of all of hockey. Mm-hmm. Who, 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 what, what kind of a dumbass are you? And that's it, probably it, why he's not there anymore, because they finally well, realized, oh, shit, I should probably change presidents at this point. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. if so, the hockey programs, let, let's just be honest for a minute. Robert Morris is never going to win a, a national title in any sport, more than likely, outside of maybe they got a puncher's chance in hockey, just the way hockey is. Um, the women's team was ranked, and they won their conference. The men went to the NCAA tournament a couple times as well. So those two sports don't make a lick of sense cutting. The, the team that does is the damn football team. Because Bob, you and I, Ooh, we can yeah, play is, two yeah, out of eleven. That is not a good football team. That's not a good football team. And no. They suck. They suck. And that I don't no, know if you can cuss the on these things. But that jackass of a president had his. I, I don't know. I, I I know a little bit about the situation, but I don't know enough. Um, mm. But to cut those two programs, that's why everybody was so upset because it made no oh, sense. Yeah. Because that was your two best programs in athletics. Oh man! Yeah, it's just and and if and he was there, see, see, I've seen I've seen some doozies in my day. That one kind of, mm. that one the follow through just on the sheer follow through that they actually went had to go. They, yeah. they the went through with it and then had to start all had to start these programs all over again because they finally did a do over. Cleveland State did that same exact thing when they added lacrosse and what were going to lop off wrestling at that point. That was stupid too. Um, fortunately, cooler. Had, yeah, and, and they, they would have gotten away from it with it if it weren't for those pesky kids and that dumb dog too. Yeah. But to be fair, to be fair, the AD, the AD was John for Cleveland State. The AD was John Perry, and basically like. Lacrosse was like his baby, and he didn't give a shit about anything else besides making sure that he made he he cared. John Perry cared about two things: making sure the books were balanced in athletics, and adding lacrosse. That was it. That was his whole thing. Um, and of course, the president, uh, the president of Cleveland State at the time, was some dumb shit who couldn't even remember Isaiah Thomas's name. I wish that was true. I wish that was false. It is true. Look it up. He called the guy Isaiah Thompson when he was at Florida International. I wish I was making that up. Yeah. And then, of course, he. Yeah, and then, of course, there was a whole flap about him. And anyway, anyway, but that was all it. But anyway, we were talking about Robert Morris. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're you're <laughs> good. No, it it. it, it 
similar situation, except yeah. actually did pull the trigger. It didn't reverse itself at the last minute, which Cleveland State, thank God, did. Yeah. And they had to start all over again. And thankfully, in Robert Morris's case, just with the back with the type of backing the community had for those hockey teams, thank God yep. that that was there. Otherwise, we would be singing a different tune, wouldn't we? hundred uh, percent. A lot of it, their biggest tie-in is is the Penguins, and they've got. I mean, they were tight with them when I was there. I, I was a sport management major. I did some, you know, not long-term internships, but day-to-day internships with some of the events the Penguins did. So I knew, like, the community support was there. Uh, you know, the Penguins and everybody reached out to me and says, oh, why couldn't Mario the Mew jump? That's not his thing. I mean, it's not Mario's job to jump in and save him. However... All, all that the president had to do was probably go to the Penguins and say, hey, we're struggling financially with keeping these programs. The cost is high. I'm sure. Oh, I mean, I don't know how much you've seen it, but the Penguins did all they could to help them come back. They have yeah. our immunity. They, they, that, yes. Yeah, they did it all. And, and I just honestly, getting back to the basketball program, I, I really, Tool gets some blame. I'm not, I'm not going to not blame it. Um, but it, it's a tough for that level. It's a tough place to get your better players to go. Well, I mean, he had back in the NEC days, he had Marquise Reed, who was I, he was a freshman player of the year and damn near won the NEC player of the year and went off in um, the tournament and then left just to play at Clemson. I just. I've, you know, my dad's even asked me, is it time for tool or what's missing? I said, it's still there. It's not like Andy tool forgot how to coach over. He didn't. That's, that's not it at all. It's just, and he's had a couple good games. So I, I can't, I I kind of feel bad blasting them, but why, why do we keep trotting a, a player like Jackson last out there in Money situations. Now, saying that, he's the one that threw the full court pass. He got a rebound late to help him, you know, get to overtime and win the game. So I can't, you know, base it off the last few games. But you've seen Jackson last. I mean, the last couple years, (laughs) the dude's in there in money time. And I'm like, it's, it's, it's just the overall feeling of the athletic department that I'm getting from people that still live there. Um, uh-huh. it's just something, it, something's missing. And I think that hurts recruiting and it surely sure. is hurting the community support because you've got moon and Montour high school that are within a pitching wedge of Robert Morris's campus. What, why, why aren't those, those students at, at these basketball games on Saturday nights? Why can't we get, um, you know, my uncle is a, fairly high up executive with Dick's Sporting Goods. He's a Robert Morris alum. I've talked to him. He said, we do stuff with him. But, you know, he's like, I, to, to his knowledge, they've never really been outright asked for anything. I said, Dick's would be, it's a local, it's a national sporting brand that, that's local. You've got, not that they would need to, but you could get a little bit of NIL stuff there. You, you know, it just, it's, yeah. 
the oh, athletic absolutely. department from the top is hurting every program and it's hurting the community support because that place ain't hard it's to play by. I, I am glad you brought up the the community support because you look at Robert. I looked at the crowd at Robert Morris. It's, it, I mean, let's be honest. It was sad. <laughs> you look at the crowd, you look at the crowds at, you look at the crowds at IUPUI. They are equally sad. And I keep forgetting that, I keep forgetting that all of the men's, all the IUPUI men's games are at Farmers Coliseum. I guess that's part of the deal, part of the arrangement. Um, having been to Farmers Coliseum for the conference tournament twice already, it is a giant pain to get into that arena, just to drive mm -hmm. into the arena to get to it. And yeah, uh, but juxtapose that between the environment that we saw between uh, at uh, with Oakland. And at Youngstown State on Friday night for the for the ASPN two game against Wright State, you look at those two things, and you see first of all you see Greg Campy, who has been very very vocal and probably the most vocal person I have seen in the Horizon League related to uh, attendance and crowds and getting getting butts in the seats. Been extremely vocal about that extremely vocal about that and where oakland is right now they are now in the tie for first place in the horizon league they have that whole thing going for them now they've got a, a great campy coming them in saying okay we're doing our part you guys need to do your part and looking at that wednesday game they absolutely did their part that day same mm -hmm. thing with youngstown state he can tell you right now if you'd have told me 10 years ago, if you'd have told me 10 years ago that Youngstown State would, well, first of all, be winning. And also, yeah, they were not good. Before Jared Calhoun, they were not good. They were just, I mean, they, they had some like flashes, they had some glimpses, but they were never a very good team. Um, but to not only winning, but also to pack Beakley Center, as they have been doing, is really kind of a testament to what Jared Calhoun has done, not only building up the ball club, but also building up that community so that when a game like Wright State on ESPN2 comes aboard, he can call, he can, him and his, him and the folks over at Youngstown State can band together and say, you know what? Let's do a full court press here. Do a run out. Let's get this going. Let's get this good. Let's let's get this crowd into it. And they absolutely did that. And when I look at the teams that are the teams that don't that have that have an attendance issue and juxtapose with I don't know what's going on with Cleveland State. I'll be honest with you. Cleveland State hasn't lost a game at home in a year and a half and they still can't get anybody to go but that's that's yeah. a whole other thing and uh, that that's good that, i don't want to put me in the crosshairs on that one yeah. um because i'm ever reclusive and i don't want to go anywhere <laughs> but no just suppose that but juxtapose that but so you see a couple of things one you see that within the horizon league it is a you can you can turn around a program in relatively short order and you can use that turnaround to drum up 
further and further interest. And we're seeing, we've seen that with Youngstown State. We've always seen that with Oakland. We've always seen that with Oakland. You're starting to see that again with Green Bay. Um, Milwaukee, you're starting to see that them come around as well with Bart Lundy. Um, the the uh, snow game notwithstanding on Friday. Yeah. But you see all of those things happen. And you see that though that that you can do that. And I think at mm-hmm. some point in time, I see at least three schools looking at that and saying, you know what? I think it's time to make a change. Yeah. Are we gonna yeah. do are we going to see that? I don't know, but yeah. maybe. It, it seems more and more likely. Um Robert Morris seems to be a very likely candidate for a coaching change. IUPUI, um, we talk about Farmers Coliseum being in the, you know, being far, far away from campus. Uh, at some point in time, I guess there is a plan once they switch over to IUI to build something, um, some uh, something on campus, uh, at some sort of venue. I think they dedicated like $50 million to it or something like that. So mm-hmm. there may be something in the works at IUI when it becomes IUI. Does is Matt Crenshaw when, around when that happens? I don't know. Um, and then there's then there's Detroit Mercy. Detroit Mercy, who uh, man, let me tell you something. Detroit Mercy, you've seen Detroit Mercy, man. Mm-hmm. You probably wish you hadn't seen Detroit Mercy. Mm-hmm. Um, Detroit Mercy is gonna is it looks like Detroit Mercy. I I said this a few episodes back that Detroit Mercy is gonna do the thing they always do every year, where they basically have all these injury and eligibility issues and all this good all this dumb crap that they. You know, they basically they just treat they basically just I know Detroit Mercy treats the non-conference like a cash register. They just ring the bell and take the cash. That's what it's more prominent. It is more it was more visible this year, more more prominent this year because they were so bad in just about every game that wasn't for some reason Mississippi. Yeah. But now we're at the point and and but uh, from uh, from the. Non-conference games where they were, aside from maybe one, one maybe two games. I think the Central Michigan game was also a kind of a, kind of a you know stinker. You had a by and large non-competitive non-conference schedule for Detroit Mercy. You and then you had the first six games that were pretty much laughers the entire time. I mean, IUPUI ran them out of the gym. IUPUI. Mm-hmm. They did that. And so imagine my surprise that, I mean, imagine my non surprise, actually. I, I'm not surprised about this. That uh, Detroit Mercy lost again. They're 0 and 18 now. No, uh, there's pretty much uh, the only way that Detroit Mercy would be able to finish 500 is if they, you know, ran the table, won the conference tournament, and made it to the Sweet 16. That's not happening. Um, but they gave they gave Northern Kentucky a run for their money. They only lost by five because they brought back because Jaden Stone's back. Jaden Stone's back and he did outstanding as he does every time he's on the floor. You had surprising games from Mac Manseal, who has been hot and cold, mostly cold. And Marcus Tankersley, who has been the only other guy being able to score on a fairly regular basis. And Northern Kentucky didn't know what to do with them, which I couldn't believe. But 
But I see. But it's funny because I see what happened. They brought that. So J- Jaden Stone was back. Odin, don't call me Weird Al Yankovic, was back. <laughs> just call him, they spelled his last name completely different, but yeah, I'm just going to start saying that for a while. Um, Emmanuel Quach, finally, uh, it looks like he is finally at a point where he can get a little few more extended minutes. They don't have Ryan Hurst anymore, though. It looks like he's going to be out for the season. So not, not all the way there. Um, but you see they brought back all these – they have all these guys, especially in the front courts. They finally have a rotation in the front courts, which is good because Eduardo Acadia still can't stop fouling. And you see the difference. Now, when you – and they have Robert Morris next. But good news is, is Robert Morris at home. And I'm not – and I – so I'd love to know who's going to be – who Robert Morris is going to be guarding uh, – Jaden Stone. Jackson Lass, come on down. Oh, God. Uh, I think you're going to break out in the cold sweat when me saying uh, that. He, but I will say this. I will say this. The Drew Mercy is not going to have an answer for Marquise Hastings. They're no. just not. No. They're not going to have an they're not going to have an answer for Marquise Hastings. I doubt they're going to have an answer for even Stefan Walker. And maybe Corbin. And if, and if Josh Cor- yeah, and if Josh Corbin has the game we expect him to have, yeah. I do That's, love Alvaro. Yeah. I do like I, I don't know why, but I really like Alvaro Folgueras. Yeah. I lo- I really like that guy. I love that guy. Yeah. He brings He's good only energy. I keep forgetting that part. The thing I've noticed with him is his energy is just infectious because some is. of the guys in, in our group chat noticed it. Whenever he first came on, you know, started being inserted into the lineup. It's like when he's on the floor, they play at a different speed, and it's yeah, a different speed, a different intensity. Because when you got dudes like Marquise Hastings and Josh Corbin, man, there ain't no damn reason you should be giving up a C note to people and losing by twenty five plus. It's just, it's just that's the most frustrating thing with them is they've got, you know, three or four guys that. You can you can win with, but the problem is they got what? too many. They just can't. Yeah, you know what's gonna That's be great. I love this. This is this is gonna be my favorite thing of the favorite thing uh, when they play is gonna be, uh, and I know it's coming too. Al, it's gonna be Fulgaris on Eduardo Delcadia. Those two are gonna. I guarantee you, Delcadia is gonna foul him like three times, <laughs> and then he'll foul Marquis Hastings the other two to foul out. <laughs> No, but, I mean, curious. but yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I do like his game. I really, I, for some reason, I absolutely love that guy's game. Absolutely love it. Yep. And I don't think they, I do not think between Walker and Hastings and Fulgaris, I don't know. I mean, Watch could be okay as far as the rebounding is concerned. He's not a scorer. It's pretty clear. Mm-hmm. Um, Delcadia, he, he just, he, he just fouls entirely too much, and don't get me started on Yankovic because I don't think because he just came back. I'm surprised he would play as much as he did, to be honest with you. Um, so I, I know you're a little nervous because this for for Robert Morris is most definitely falls in the category of trap game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they can I, run but off is, some game here. But it is at home, and mm-hmm. I was going to originally say this was probably going to be Detroit Mercy's best chance of winning. Um, 
I after after seeing Friday's game, I'm not so sure anymore. I just that's, I'm not sure. That's kind of why I wrote this morning. You know, Robert Morris has a chance over the next two games to get some steam going into that Cleveland State yeah. matchup. And they absolutely do. You know, they they the, blew this the could be the turnaround. It, man, I thought that after they won by okay, seriously, look at this. They're, they're playing Detroit they Mercy, didn't. and then they're playing IUPUI. Okay, also a trap game. Never mind. That's also a trap game. Sorry. But they they got they could go into that. Yeah. And I think also too, and um, Scott, I might have lost you there for a minute, but. Um, but Cleveland State has has a, yeah they they got Detroit Mercy, um, not as good as they were, uh, not a, not as bad as they were, but still not very good. IEPY, I have no idea what's going on with them. And then the Cleveland State game and Cleveland State, I don't know what happened to Cleveland State this weekend. Um, there was way too put it to you this way, there was way too much Cleveland Browns in Cleveland State this week. Yeah, I will say that, oh, but God. at least, but at least Cleveland State was winning in some of those instances. They just could not get anything together. Um, yeah. They blew a 19 point lead against Milwaukee. You don't do that against Milwaukee, no. especially this Milwaukee team that looks like it's that pretty much full strength now. Don't do that, and you definitely don't do that. And you're up by four against Green Bay with like at, right near the end of the game, and then. Bay turns around and rattles off 12 straight points. No, you can't do that. You don't do that when you got a guy like Noah Reynolds who can go off, a guy like Foster Wonders can go off. And by the way, again, Green Bay is having an absolutely phenomenal season. The fact that we are even, we're talking to them, and it is, we're talking with them seven, eight games into the conference schedule, and they are tied for first place in the Horizon League. Um, I know Matt and I have had conversations about who should be coach of the year. Um, we've been, uh, we originally said it was going to be John Kaufman. I think it's going to be Sundance. Got to be. I mean, really? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean you, wait, the, what he has done with, with not, I mean, it's good. It's great. You were able to get Noah Reynolds in there, but also just the support, just the, that whole entire team. You have so many weapons now. Um, you know, Foster Wonders was outstanding from today. Outstanding. He hit five three pointers. I mean, they were getting, they are getting pro. They and they did it with, and David Douglas Jr., their freshman, was out today too. So they did this without him either. So, yeah. man, I, gotta, I as as pissed off as I was about Cleveland State blowing a second lead in a row. <laughs> I gotta give it. I gotta, and I gotta say, man, they did an. Uh, Green Bay did an outstanding did an outstanding job, and I think we only play the. I, I think we only see them. Oh, oh man, Green Bay. It doesn't get any easier for Green Bay either. They got to go to Wright State in Northern Kentucky. So that's and gonna be fun. Got, we've got them uh, coming up the first week of February, but it's at home. Yeah. And they lost by, uh, you know, earlier on New Year's Eve, they lost by 17. We've got them coming up at home. But, I mean, just looking, I mean, there's – they State got a real chance. Right State. Yeah, right State, yeah. 
Yeah, right state. I, I thought for sure right state was going to go back to doing right state things again, especially after, sorry to say, uh, the Robert Morris game. They were yeah. up by 10. They were up by 10 on Youngstown State, and Youngstown State just steamrolled them at the end of that game. Just steamrolled them. And Gabe Dines out here pissing people off six blocks. <laughs> if he was on anybody else's team, maybe. If he, Youngstown State fans have got to love this guy. He is a freshman. He's seven three. Um, they were talking about it in the uh, Jordan Burnfield and uh, David Paget on the broadcast were talking about how this guy was like. Uh, I didn't realize it because in the preseason I had talked to uh, Jared Calhoun uh, during uh, when we were getting stuff ready for the for the uh, pre uh, for preview week. And he had mentioned that Gabe Dines had put on like 20 to 30 pounds. And I'm like, I see him and I'm like, how skinny was he before? I got an answer on Friday. He was 190 pounds, apparently. 190 pounds. That guy, 7'3, 190 pounds. You remember the movie? You remember the movie Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, and Mike TV was shrunk down, and they decided he was, they were going to put him in the taffy puller to stretch him out so he could be tall again, so he could be like a normal size again. I think that's what Gabe Dines was in high school. What happened with Mike TV after they put him in the, time, the, the taffy puller? And apparently, but he put on weight, and he's—I he, mean, he, I think he's averaging like four blocks a game. That's insane. So I'm glad. Uh, yeah, I don't know when. Uh, yes, I think that's going to be a big one for them. Um, that was a big win for for Youngstown State on Friday. They needed that win. They absolutely needed that win. Um, and and they 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 had they yeah Youngstown State had a huge week between the win against uh, the comfort behind win against Wright State and then that win on against Purdue Fort Wayne. And Purdue Fort Wayne's got yeah. They got problems. You saw them. But fortunately, they play. They go. Fortunately, Purdue Fort Wayne plays IUPUI at home on uh, on Wednesday. So, but Youngstown State is got to go up to the arena play Oakland. Ooh, that's gonna be a good one. So you know, you know as well as I do, Campy's gonna be like everybody's gotta show up that game, and they will. They will. So, all right. Um. Scott, do you have anything else? I think I'm pretty much done here. I think he might have ran away again. All right. Well, um, yeah, like Scott alluded to, he is going to be uh, – Scott alluded to – you have your uh, your article coming out on Monday morning. So chances are if you're watching, re- listening to this during the week, you well, it's already out, so you can go oh. ahead and read Scott's article. Um, at smeyer87 on Twitter. I'm never calling it X. Ever, ever, ever. Um, but that's going to wrap it up for us. Uh, next week, theoretically, uh, we don't have any Sunday games next week. Thank God. This Sunday thing was messing me up. Um, so next week, uh, Matt presumably will be back. Until then, HorizonRoundtable.com. That is when our uh, that's where you can find all our past uh, podcast episodes and our articles. Uh, you can pull us up wherever podcasts are available, and you can pull us up wherever uh, on your Amazon or Google devices. So tune in next week. Until then, thank you all for listening. <laughs>